Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is How to Find Your Flow. How to Find Your Flow is the name of this episode because that is what this whole podcast is about. That is what this whole book series is about. That is what this whole movement is about. That's right. Movement. And what does that mean? That means that enough people are starting to get into the flow and starting to become aware of what that means and what that is and what it can do for them and their lives and for our society and for our planet and starting to get behind it and starting to see that this is bigger than any one of us and yet it is each and every one of us and our opportunity to get into something larger than us and to be able to experience that on the individual level. So it is both the individual, our own personal experience of it, as well as our larger experience of self and of the universe and or this larger awareness. So it's kind of... It is what it is. It is whatever you make it, right? That is the your part of find your flow. It's not just what here Winston says it is, right? And who am I? So if you're new to the show, I am. My name's Winston, Winston Wittis, and uh, I am. I am. Period. I am, and therefore I say things and do things, and sometimes I even believe them, and sometimes I do things and say things that I disagree with very shortly after but that's part of this podcast i go for it and i don't have it super planned out because i like to just get into the flow with it this is a flow activity for me to be able to podcast and say uh what wants to flow through me as best as i can remove my own self my own ego my own um bias biases towards flow and toward whatever message we're talking about that day just for each podcast episode i try to bring you as clear a message and download, if you will, as possible. That's my goal. Get into the flow, get into what I call mind flow, hashtag mind flow on Instagram, hashtag spirit flow, hashtag find your flow, hashtag cash flow, so, uh, and spirit flow, hashtag spirit flow too. So that's the way I break it up. Five different flows, mind flow, body flow, spirit flow, social flow, and cash flow. That is the Find Your Flow movement, broken up, divided, segmented into the easiest different parts of our experience as humans, or at least the ones that I felt were most easily digestible and that make the most sense, the areas of our lives that we most commonly experience, uh, flow or lack of, and that is uh, what this is really about. So it boils down to finding your flow for me is uh it occurred to me you know earlier today i've had some really great great coincidences lately guys i've been really leveling up and i uh, want to share with you a few of the factors that i believe play into this and uh and that's a big part of this podcast it's a big part of the book series is documentation and uh if and i when i first had the epiphany the finder flow epiphany or the actually just the flow state uh, peak awareness moment that I had in, back in 2000 that really led me into this path and this journey of flow and finder flow and sharing it with the world. Back then, I thought it was at first, it was like, well, how am I going to? So, uh, if you haven't listened to any of the episodes or heard me talk about this before, I basically had a really 
amazing experience, an epiphany, if you will, a revelation. I was out in the desert. There was burning bushes and whatnot, more just like a controlled uh, campfire. But, you know, close enough as far as I'm concerned. And um, God, if you will, or higher power, my higher power, my higher consciousness, the universe, whatever, um, you know, super consciousness, whatever, uh, basically said to me, hey, this I, I my body I was dancing. We were listening to music, house music, and just loving life. This was Y two K, so uh, the big Y two K scare, New Year's Eve, and uh, most magical night. And I had this experience. I was dancing, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. Just my body was. I was floating above my body, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Actually, I wasn't even really thinking. I was just experiencing it and feeling it. And my awareness was floating above my body. And this very wise voice said to me, Winston, this is flow. Because I was looking at my body and it was just flowing. It was liquid dancing. And every which way it went just was magical almost. It was like I could do no wrong. Even if I tripped, it just turned into an awesome movement, a new move I'd never even done before and never could have done had I not made that mistake or what appeared to be a mistake in the moment. And as I went and flowed with it, it turned out to be actually even more magical, magical than I ever could have experienced. And this awareness of things becoming more clear in hindsight in retrospect retrospect is what really turned me on to this idea of flow uh in in as much as i was already flowing with my physical body and awareness in a flow state i was also aware of this time factor of my perception and how it shifts over time and how that could allow me to get into a flow state as well and so this voice this very wise voice was coming in from above and resonating in my awareness saying this is the flow this is uh, you know, you can expand this flow experience into all areas of your life and you will write a book about this and you will share this experience. And uh, when I came back into my body awareness, when I came back into uh, normal society as we got back from the desert and I tried to share this message with people, it just did not make any darn sense. People thought I was crazy. People knew that I was maybe out there partying and doing things and uh, that, you know, somehow the message was uh, a result of these things. And and certainly uh, that's an argument that people can make. And that's an argument and a fear that even I had as I was trying to share the message of flow with people. And what started becoming aware for myself was that it didn't matter. I didn't really care because it wasn't always actually even about me trying to, trying to share this with people. It, it was, but if I tried to force it, then it wasn't going to work, right? It's got to be flowing. So I realized more than, and I knew that like, how, hey, who am I? I'm just some freaking kid back in the day when I had this epiphany. Like, I don't even, who am I to write a book? Who am I to try to teach people about this thing I don't even understand? And so it became apparent that I really just needed to start journaling about it. I needed to just keep track of my flow experiences and what is flow and how do I get into it and what kind of things lead me to experience more of it. And as I started journaling about these experiences and logging them, I started making connections with things that I considered to be flowing. So for example, coincidences, I started noticing like, hey, sometimes things just work out almost magically. I realized that there's this thing, serendipity. Sometimes things would line up, uh, events, people, co coincidences would synchronize and synchronicity, right? Things would uh, just kind of happen almost magically where I'd be thinking of someone and uh, they would just appear in my experience. And I started to say, you know what, this is something bigger at work here. This is something larger than myself that I can kind of almost interact with at some level if I try not too hard, but just hard enough. And I can start to kind of 
play with this awareness of this thing and it can kind of interact with me. And this is what some people might term the law of attraction, uh, being able to feel your way to a vibration, into a frequency that allows you to uh, reverberate and or resonate at that level and allow that thing to come into your experience. And this is something I started to really uh, experience for myself as I was tracking this. And then later uh, down the line, the movie The Secret came out and that really solidified uh, that belief for me and, and my understanding of it took it even further. And as I continued to journal these things, um, I, I continue to have more and more flow experiences. And so that's what I bring with the Finder Flow uh, series. And it was very much for me uh, a way to also create a framework around getting into flow states. And for me, it was very spiritual. For me, it was very much about being able to get uh, in more in communion with a higher power, whatever that is for you, and be able to say it and have a vocabulary and a structure for communicating this experience to people that was not in any way shape or form related to previous religions and that was a huge part of this whole thing for me having grown up in a household where my mother was Jehovah's Witness and that did not go well for my family in general we there was a lot of uh, fighting in my family there was a lot of division in my family because of these religious things and that was something that I grew up with that I was not, it was not easy to grow up with. Um, you know, we were in, in some instances, uh, for lack of a better word, ostracized in a sense. Uh, my mother was uh, self-ostracized her from our, the other parts of our family in a sense because of her religious belief. And, um, and uh, it literally tore my family apart. And so um, a lot of baggage for myself personally around religion and the way people approach it. And the people that, and you know, as much as they were trying to help and save me, maybe, um, the way that I felt forced and, and pressured by many people who are, again, trying to do their best and even help and uh, whatnot, but finding myself being very antagonistic or, um, yeah, antagonistic in some senses towards some of these folks because uh, in defense of myself, perhaps, you know, in some instances where these people, again, they think they're maybe trying to help, they're trying to save me, and yet I felt uh, that I was being judged, something clearly looked down upon in their own religious framework. So I found it very difficult, especially when I was younger, to make any kind of good headway with spiritual communication among people and uh, trying to have open conversations about these kind of concepts because they're very emotionally loaded and there is much that cannot be proven and much that cannot be experienced but only pointed out, for example, in a book, in a religious holy text. And those, of course, are open to interpretation and people will say, no, it's right here, it's right here. But again, uh, many people have died for their beliefs and their interpretations. And many people have killed for these interpretations. So my realization as I got older and hopefully wiser and tried to opt out of these more, um, these disagreements, if you will, and, uh, and these battles of words that were not moving us forward as a species as a, in any kind of real positive way, I wanted to find a way where I could I could be productive and talk about these things and give people an experience. I did not like having people tell me that I had to have faith 
but that I had to just take their word for it or take the Bible's word for it because I just do not believe that it's really taken in the, the proper context. I believe the whole thing is really read out of context and promoted out of context. And uh, it's something that many people would be very upset to hear me say, perhaps, and would take great offense to that. And I've certainly, um, you know, heard a lot of people's feelings with uh, my the way I talk about these things in the past. So I try to be very conscientious of that nowadays. Uh, and yet, and yet, it is still a thing. There are so I still have to be aware of the things that I say. I still have to be aware aware of the way that I come across with these things because I'm certainly not trying to injure anybody's belief system or their egos or their ways that they relate to God, right? I'm not saying that my way is the right way. In fact, what I'm saying is here's a framework, test it for yourself, keep the parts that work and get rid of the parts that don't. That is really my framework. So uh, part of my past experience as a youth growing up in the Jehovah's Witness framework is that Jehovah's Witnesses have the truth with a capital T, the truth. And, uh, they know it, and you don't, unless you're one of them, okay, right? And if you're one of them, great, you're on the inside. If not, then uh, we're going to try to, you know, pioneer and convert you and recruit you. And if uh, you don't do it, then, well, gosh darn it, we'll try again next month and uh, the month after that and so on and so forth. But if you're not, then guess what? You actually are not supposed to be talking to people outside of the faith, outside of the truth, excuse me. Uh, and that was a thing that was kind of downplayed by my mom. I don't think she really thought it was as intense as it was, but I saw the actual, uh, I, I saw it happening. I saw it happening, and it did happen. And um, and that's a real thing. And it is uh, something that happens in many religions and many cultures, I'm sure. So this is why I do this, because I realize there are other people like me who grew up in these kind of, and it doesn't have to be Jehovah's Witness. It could be any kind of anything, really. You know, it could be religion. It could be um other cultural things perhaps but what i learned was that what's important for me to do a show like this a podcast like this a blog like this the book series is to give people who maybe don't have the voice or don't have the access to this kind of these kind of thoughts and this kind of language and this kind of uh way of being to say yes there are other people like you friend where you're not alone you're not crazy those people trying to shove stuff down your throat they're not always right they're not always right, and you are okay for being you and who you are and finding your own way, and it doesn't have to even look like my way. Don't do it like me. Do it like you. You are your own person. You are here for a reason. You are here to experience your own truths with a capital T, and that is what I am here for is to help you experience your truth. That is my truth. My truth is, hey, I'm not going to limit anybody for anything. In fact, I want to create an open framework, if you will, a uh, now that I make a, an analogy or a similarity between um, open office or some of these kind of um, open code free freeware type uh, systems online coding systems that people are allowed to contribute to that do not put limitations on it. Anybody can access the the main code and make it better, make improvements, share it. Open source, open source religion, uh, not religion, open source truth. You create your own truth. This framework should, in some ways, I believe, help you to do it. I've gotten narrowed it down to three steps to get into a flow state. And if you practice these three steps, I believe you can get into a flow state doing practically anything in life. And if you become aware of the ways that you can use uh, these steps, then you can experience more flow in your life. And by doing that, your life will be improved. You'll feel better. You'll attract more happiness, wealth, health, 
success into your life, whatever that looks like for you, as you consciously become more aware of what that is for you, you naturally start to increase your awareness in it. And where your attention goes, your energy flows. And because you're putting more attention and energy into it, it starts to naturally attract more of that into your life. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You start to attract people, experiences, things into your life that support that new reality for you. And as you make these shifts, so do the people around you, either with you or against you, maybe they start to fade away out of your experience as you outgrow them. Maybe you start to meet new people in your circle, and as you level up, these people now become your new level. And these new levels, you'll, you may be familiar with Jim Rohn, who said that you are the, uh, the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. Um, somebody else came along and said you actually the five uh, the average of the five people who influence you the most, whether or not you hang out with them. And so these ideas that people that we hang out with, uh, people of like mind perhaps, are of similar wealth, self, uh, wealth and status and uh, society, these kind of connections can really increase or decrease your level of happiness, or your level of wealth, health, flow. And so we want to consciously be choosing what that looks like for us and that way we can consciously attract these people and experiences into our life and that is the flow and when you get aware of the flow you can start to interact with it in a more conscious way and the more of us that know how to do this guess what now we can start to do it at a larger level we can connect with each other as is what's been happening lately with me quite a bit that's where i'm really excited i've got i've been doing a lot more interviews and connecting with some really amazing people very high level people that I feel are vibrating at a higher frequency than I was just a little while ago. And as I've gotten more back into the flow, I've been doing the podcast more and really focusing on leveling up my frequencies and asking for higher and better wisdom, then I've been naturally attracting more of these people into my life. I'm in the right place at the right time. I've been able to shake hands and get pictures with some pretty amazing people lately. And these people are now sharing their wisdom on the podcast and allowing me to help get this information and this vibration, these frequencies of higher thoughts out into the public, into the awareness of people like you who are sitting here listening to this and absorbing this and starting to resonate at even higher levels than you were before you started listening to this episode. So that is the flow. That is how you start to get in the flow. You find podcasts like this. You find books like the Finder Flow book series. You find resources like the finderflow.com website and charities like finderflow.org, which is uh, in process. And you start to connect with the people on uh, the social media, find your, uh, find your flow YouTube channel, findyourflow.tv, right? This is a movement that you can start to become aware of and start to see real changes in your own life, in your own experience, and in the people around you that you interact with, and the people that they interact with. It starts to radiate outward, and it starts to build this bigger thing of wave and influence and rapport on a bigger and bigger level as more people be become aware of it. We start to influence more and more people with this kind of thinking, and this is how we start to make real change in our society, in our planet, in our species, and in everything even beyond, and whatever that means for us and what we will discover that that means for us as we continue to change and consciously evolve. And so, friend, I hope that makes sense for you, and if you want to learn more, please go to findyourflow.com. Go out to this web, uh, this episode, findyourflow.com forward slash podcast slash how to find your flow. And I will have some awesome magicness and goodness there for you to get involved, to take yourself to the next level, to flow more. And so go there, friend. Get it now. Get it some free hookups right there to get you some more flow going. Findyourflow.com forward slash podcast forward slash how to find your flow. And there may be hyphens between each of those words. So you may need to 
search for it in the uh, Find Your Flow website. That's it, friend. Get to it. And until next time, be flowing.